Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today we're going to talk about body language, which is, I think, a fairly entertaining subject, mm -hmm. but also probably a helpful subject for a lot of people. And I think it's something that a lot of people have never given any thought to. No, and there's a lot of practical applications with body language. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> here's hoping. So, um, I think with body language, the, the first thing to look at is how it tells the story of who you are. Mm. And it doesn't tell the story of who you want to be. It just tells you the, it just tells the world the story of who you are. So how you sit, how you stand, how you walk, how you gesticulate with your hands, your facial mannerisms, the expressions, they all convey very subtle, sometimes less subtle, information to the people that you're talking to or the people that are viewing you when you're talking uh, or even if you're not talking of course and I think we all know that right but how often do we step back and actually think about what are we projecting what are we showing the world and is that what we want to be showing the world so obvious examples are if you're sat in a corner and you know, you're looking at the ground and you've got your eyes dropped and your shoulders sort of rolled in, then we know that that signifies leave me alone or it's like, it actually might not signify leave me alone. It might just signify I'm not confident enough to be the person that reaches out to do the talking. Yes. You know, but if somebody came over, maybe that person would open up. Um, and we also know that if somebody stands tall and their shoulders are back, and their hands are open, then that is a much more comfortable person who's maybe looking for conversation and maybe even looking to be the centre of attention mm -hmm. or draw attention. So there's some things with body language that I think are like, they're fairly obvious and they don't take a lot of uh, digging into. But one of the things that I think that people don't realise with body language is that it informs you of things about yourself without you even realizing it. So if you are that person whose shoulders are, are curled forward and you're looking at the ground, that body position in and of itself then tells you emotionally that you want to retreat, that you want to hide. And th this is where then it gets interesting and this, this brings me to one of the first things that, so we put this out on Instagram earlier today and I said, like, if anybody's got any questions. And one of the things that came up was, can you fake it yes. to change how you feel? Mm -hmm. The reverse. So uh, the answer is no. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I would have said yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so sort of. Okay. Because humans are imbued with a deep sense of knowing whether or not people have got integrity. Okay. And we can sense if somebody is being fake. Yeah, you pick up on their energy. Yeah. Okay. Even if you couldn't describe to me that this person was exactly like why they were, it was a bit off. Well, maybe you would be able to. Um, but say that person who's sitting in the corner and they've got their head down and everyone's like having that inner talk with themselves and they're going, right, no, come on, I'm, I'm projecting something that I don't want to project here. Like I'm trying to work on being more confident and and interacting with people. I don't want to be this person that sits in the corner. And so they, they take a, a deep breath. 
they lift their head up, they sit their shoulders back and they sit up and they brighten their eyes and they look around the room. Now, it might be that they look straight at somebody who smiles at them. Like, what's their then? Is their reaction going to be? Can they carry that through? Mm, Is that enough? Is that when it then begins to fall apart? Yeah. Mm, That's interesting. So, maybe, maybe not. Mm. I I think a lot of it, let's let's be fair, like everybody's completely unique and there's not like, like one singular version of somebody that's like a little withdrawn and sitting in the corner. Each individual person that's experienced that has a, like, a whole universe of life behind them that has led them to that point. So how they then progress through trying to change their body language to help instruct their their feelings and their emotions into a more confident or a positive place, um, each person's going to be different with that. Yeah. So uh, I think it shows up more if somebody's having to do something say like public speaking Mm -hmm. and they've watched all the like instructional videos on like open palms facing the audience you know shoulders back don't keep your elbows tucked in by your side um don't fidget with your hands you know and all this they've watched all these things and they know that they need to slow down when they speak and they, they know they need to drop their shoulders and be relaxed but can they do that and does it look like them or does it look awkward when they do if it? they're forcing it, because I am thinking of the, everybody will know this, when you're first, when you're like 16 and you're going for like your first job and you're like Googling interviews and they'll tell you how to sit in like an open posture for confidence. And it always made sense to me, like what you've just said, that if you're sitting with your shoulders hunched and, you know, looking down, you look unconfident. It made sense to me that if you, done the reverse so if you changed how you sat that it could change internally how you felt but you've just told me that's not true so um (laughs) i think it's 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 a work in progress so it's not singularly true and lord knows the internet hates nuance (laughs) (laughs) you mean it's not a yes or no Anne? come on but there might be a little bit of nuance here absolutely you know for some people it'll work quicker than others just like when you talk to somebody about their diet some folk go all in and they're like yeah oh i'm really that's what i need to do i'm definitely i'm gonna do that and other folk are like yeah i don't like vegetables Mm -hmm. and they've decided before you even have the conversation that they've got barriers because you're gonna ask them to change yeah i wonder because see when you um said there that if it's fake people can pick up on it um there must be then still I've heard people say about intuition, what intuition is, is you just subtly picking up on information around you, like your senses, and subtle body language will be one of them, Mm. whether you're aware of that or not. So I wonder if there's still things you will do when you're trying to fake being confident with your body language, like that gives it away to other people. Yeah, I suspect that. I think so. I think there's degrees of what it is you're trying to achieve and how different that is from how you normally behave and how uncomfortable it might be making you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, so think like imposter syndrome. Like, so if you feel like you're telling a lie through your body language, then that's probably going to show up. Yes. So there'll be a bit of, uh, like, 
how much do you believe that you can change? Mm -hmm. How much do you believe that you can be a different person? I don't think just um, going from being like, uh, like sickeningly shy to sitting with your shoulders back is just going to cut it. Yeah, no. It's not going to just automatically completely change who you are. But I think it's the beginning of a story and the beginning of a journey. Yeah, absolutely. Being aware of what the body language feeds to you, like what's it telling you about how you feel. Okay, using it like a tool then yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Okay. I think this is where it gets really interesting. Yeah, that's okay, great. So years ago, um, back when I was in, in Glasgow, at CrossFit Glasgow, um, I listened to a TED talk. I'm, I'm certain it would be this TED talk. Uh, and she talked about a power pose for job interviews. So if you wanted to do well in a job interview, go into the bathroom and uh, like stand. So for anybody just listening, I've got my hands up in the air okay. uh, and like a celebratory, you know, like when people run through the finish line, that yeah. pose. So hands up in the air, it's like that. And it's hard not to feel that when you do it. <laughs> it's actually, it's, quite, it's like you do feel sort of like, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so when I heard that, I started using it when I was competing and it became a little bit of a, a, a sort of fun thing. We would try this, uh, the power pose. Does it work? Um, Annie Thoris' daughter did it as well, by the way. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, does it work? It doesn't not work. Yeah. I wonder then if, how much you believe in the, how do I say? If it works better when you're a more confident person, hmm. almost certainly. if you have a bigger effect, I off think of really it. anything you try and do works better when you're, you're a more confident, confident person, person yes. because you've then got more belief in positive outcomes. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, 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 and like that's that's probably a different podcast, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, your internal narrative and beliefs yeah. and all that, and how they instruct like the flow of your life. But I love the simplicity and the entertainment value of body language because we're always in our bodies, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, so we always get to use them to demonstrate and project who we want to be in the world, but also simultaneously, we can use our body language to instruct how we want to feel to ourselves. So it's not, it's, it's neither one nor the other. It's like, it's both internal, mm -hmm. how do you feel? And it's external, how do you want to show the world who you are? Mm -hmm. How do you want to communicate with the world? How do you want the world to uh, receive you and perceive you? And I think that's where it gets kind of fun because then you can uh, play around a little bit with, it might have been the same TED talk, I'm not sure. I maybe followed this up with uh, like some other stuff after I'd heard her TED talk. But I remember about the job interview one, um, it was like if you get if you have the opportunity to do this before going into a job interview, sit on a chair and put your feet up on the desk, <laughs> and like that sort of like uh, cowboy style, yeah. you know, feet up, crossed on the desk, like sit back in the chair, arms out on the back of the chair, because a, a terrified, shy person would not do that. Mm -hmm. Only a confident person would do that. Yeah, yeah. that's where I then think. Um does doing the thing then change how you feel internally? Yeah. Or to some degree at least? I think, I think, depending on the individual, mm -hmm. I'll try and take a sort of broad perspective here. I think 
it'll, it would start as a trickle. Yeah. But if you paid a lot of attention all the time to what you were doing and to utilising body language, you could find yourself changing at a more and more rapid speed because you're creating habits as well to do with your body mm -hmm. language. Like a lot of things we do are just habits. Yeah, you're bringing that awareness to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're somebody who's always like, you know, like wringing their hands, like sure that maybe comes from some sort of like nervousness, um, but it's also now became something you habitually do. Absolutely. So if you can then take your hands away from each other and, you know, open the palms and sh showing your palms is like a sign of uh, trust, I guess no dan not dangerous I'm not carrying a weapon not or, yeah not hiding anything um, so if you can consciously like remove that habitual thing that you've done then that's not triggering that I'm nervous thing in your brain yes so you might actually be causing yourself to feel a certain way because you habitually stand a certain way or do certain things yeah, with your body really language possibly. okay really likely very likely actually yeah mm -hmm. like people have got all sorts of little mannerisms that tell us something about like who they are and we then think or read certain things about them not really through their what they're saying but how they're saying it how they're holding themselves do they look away when they're talking do they look at the mm -hmm. ground do they like uh, giggle uncertainly you know um or do they hold their presence and hold their space, stand their ground? Uh, so when we're reading other people, it just it would be really interesting to watch somebody go through the process of trying to change and using their body language to do it. It would Something. be it would be really really interesting. I've been conscious of body language for years, years and years. I think that's a front facing because I've always worked yeah. like standing in front of the public. So you become very aware of what you're communicating all the time. So it has it's always been something that's that's really interested me. But until very recently I've never thought about it so much as a tool for other people, even though I've used it myself yeah. for years. Mm -hmm. I've never really thought about uh encouraging other people to think about it. Yeah, because it does um makes a huge difference. The first time I became aware of it was when I was like 16 going for job interviews. But I realised, and not for confidence, but it, I guess it is confidence when I look back and think about it. But if I sat like more open with my arms like this, I was more comfortable and then I got into the flow. So if I was in a job interview, I would just be like in the flow state. And I aced every job interview, I might say, by the way. <laughs> um, but the more comfortable I felt, yeah, the just more, th and I guess that is a certain type of confidence. Um, that was way back then. Yeah, yeah. Something um, someone mentioned was, uh, unfortunately, I should have written down what they said. Was how how do you st so say you were somebody who was trying to be trying to present yourself as more confident? How do you stop that from being read as arrogance? Mm, good one. Yes. Good one. I would have thought that'd be rude. Is that a question to me? Were you posing that? It might be. Have you got an answer? <laughs> I'll have an answer. Okay. <laughs> How do you stop that coming across as arrogance? I think it comes back to what you said at the start. People can pick up on energy. So you can stand confidently and whatnot, 
but if you're not an arrogant person, how can people pick up arrogance? Unless they want to see you as arrogant, if they're projecting onto that arrogance. Yes. I think this is a real stumbling block that somebody could come across, so I think it's an excellent point, because when somebody is faking confidence, confidence is often misinterpreted, misunderstood, and, like, ill-perceived. People often think confidence is, like, ego and is arrogance, mm -hmm. and confidence is very much not that. So I think with a confident body posture comes warmth and openness mm -hmm. and a comfortableness with yourself and that's confidence absolutely and you can smell ego you can if you oh that what a great point people do think confidence is talking over others and talking loud what you've just said and we talk about this all the time in other podcasts confidence is the ability to be nice to put yourself openly and in a vulnerable situation um and be a nice person that takes a uh, it's brave that takes confidence you're absolutely right and that so that's the difference between confidence honestly it's it's not necessarily the absence of insecurity but it's being so comfortable with your insecurities that people cannot use them as a weapon against you yes that was perfectly put and that is not what people think it is no abs absolutely not you not do you know what i always notice this is when people get into being assertive and which is quite it's a trending thing right now and rightly so you mm -hmm. know and um, boundaries are becoming a big thing but people think being assertive is like being quite rude and very like and it's not no. and it doesn't need to be you can be assertive and still be nice but it's the same thing that happens there people think assertive is being blunt and rude and it's just not no. no, I always come back to the same thing about like if you want the world to change, change your world. It's in here that needs mm -hmm. to change. It's how you view yourself, how you view other people. What is your internal narrative? And then that projects through your, your body language as well. Like, so if you do want to be a more confident person and you're still, still sitting scratching your head going, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming into the pillow. It's because you're not leaning into yourself enough. You still think the answers are external. The answers, I promise you, the answers for everything that people pinpoint as being wrong with society is because people always look out there yep. and they're not looking in here. Mm -hmm. How you view yourself, like, if you don't like yourself and you have built up all these fears and insecurities and mistrusts and projections, then that's how you see the world. Absolutely. And you think that's how other people see the world. Now, when you spend the time working on yourself, and this is not something you do overnight, by the way, this takes a lot of work over a long period of time, and you have to be persistent. It's so worth it. So worth it. Because your entire world changes when you realise that you, if you don't judge yourself, it turns out you don't judge other people. Yeah. If you allow for... Uh, yourself not to be perfect then you don't expect other people to be perfect or conform perfectly to your ideal of what the world should be like mm -hmm. and therefore you don't get angry with them and annoyed with them like if you're if you know that your actions are out of kindness that you they're not out of selfishness and they're not out of fear 
your actions are always from a place of alignment with knowing that you're a good person, then guess what? You think that's a lot other people do. Absolutely. And that's where other people are coming from. Mm -hmm. But when you work from a place of fear and insecurity and, and lack of confidence, um, and, vun like, and when I say vulnerability in this case, I mean like you feel like a vulnerable person, mm -hmm. um, then that's, that's, that's what you get back from the world. Yeah. And it'll always come back to the fact that you can't change. And people argue me like, well, I can change. You can change like certain things, but really you can't. Like really you can't force anybody or anything. But also, if you're living in that world, what a scary and uncertain place that is if you feel like that, you know? Yeah, which um, links so much with the conversations about control, mm -hmm. right? You know, I mean, I know that's not what we're talking about today, but um, when, when you are scared, yeah. you want to control things. You want to bring them back into, you want to remove that uncertainty. And this is, and we'll talk about this on another day, but this is where people start to... Uh, latch on to like the desperate desperate need to control yeah and a lot of ugly things come from that it's all the things you just mentioned the judgment and the projection and the being mean and they stem from those places as well yeah so i think back to the body language thing i just think it's, it's like a super fun tool that you can play around with yeah. like you don't need to be transport like maybe you are trans trying to transform yourself from like scared in the corner to front and center but it doesn't need to be as polarizing as that. It could be something much simpler. It could be that you're a school teacher and you just want to hold the attention of the kids a little bit better. Yes. You know, maybe the kids are a little bit unruly and you've not quite worked out how it is the teacher in the classroom next door. All the kids seem to behave for them, but they're not behaving for you. Mm. You know, like maybe maybe that you could play around with body language for that. Or maybe you feel like you never attract a partner nobody yeah. approaches you at the bars yeah yeah um <laughs> so that just this so part part of what was the catalyst for this conversation in the first place was uh beth and i were getting photos taken for for our website and there was a photo of me and <laughs> i just pulled a certain facial expression and i was in like this sort of like dominant mm -hmm. pose and I, should, I was like held it to Beth. I was like, and that is why men have been scared of me my entire life. <laughs> I was scared taking it, guys. <laughs> oh, but exactly that. You know, so things you think it wouldn't affect, it just does. Interestingly, like I've tried to uh, mitigate that over the years. It's like that sort of alpha personality thing that's projected then through like my body language, which is the photo that I used to... Uh, advertise this today on Instagram um, oh, not the one with the facial expression I was smiling in the picture <laughs> I used today <laughs> um, but that idea that I projected such a a dominant body language and a personality that men were actually scared of me um, and it, it's only been in the last few years and even more recently that I've became more comfortable with just being that person and not trying to dilute it okay. for other people mm -hmm. because ultimately that is actually who I am. Mm -hmm. Like I don't want to control everything and all that. It's not that. It's, it's just like I'm pretty 
comfortable and happy with who I am. Yeah, you weren't forcing that dominance. And when I try and suppress that through trying to be a wee bit more like girly and like mm -hmm. sweet and stuff, that then seems insincere yeah, because fake. it is. Yeah. Because that is not who I am. Who I am is just somebody that's got things to say and you know, and I'm not scared to say them. Mm -hmm. So that's quite it's quite funny because most people are, are have been trying to go the other way yeah. and I've spent most of my adult life trying to uh, be less bold. Do you think people could pick up that like insincerity yeah. then? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So people might have I, actually felt safer. To be, to be honest, I don't think it ever really worked. No. <laughs> <laughs> the moment somebody does something annoying. No, they would just look at me like I was being a bit weird or a bit odd. Yeah. Yeah, which is exactly how I felt. Yeah. No surprise then, right? So you would have been better off just being, being your me, regular self. Just mm. being myself. Yeah. Yeah. Makes so much sense when you sit and think about it. It's so obvious. I know. God, that whole thing. Like, just be yourself. Everybody will love you. That cliche. It's like, God, isn't it annoying when some of those things are just so true. disgustingly true? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people can smell insincerity. Absolutely. Oh. Such a fun subject. It really I is. suspect that we could come back to this again and again. Um, maybe after we've spent a bit more time thinking about it or maybe like thinking about our own body language and how we use it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but if anybody's got anything that they would like to comment on it or, or ask us like what we think about uh, or how they could use body language, that sort yeah. of thing, we would absolutely love to hear from you about that. Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah. we've got that. Today. Yeah, good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, nice, super. absolutely. Okay, thanks for watching and listening and we will see you in the next one. Bye for now.